News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark. On the Mark is brought to you by our great friends at Cunis Country and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty, Faith Family Giving Back. That's Cunis Country. Go to CunisQuincy.com, schedule that VIP appointment, go say hi to Jason Buxman, those great guys over there at Cunis Country. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. That is the best way to get in touch with me and uh, and and converse throughout the uh, program here over the next hour. Follow the show on, uh, on on the mark. Just search on the mark KHMO on Facebook. Uh, what a gorgeous day here in downtown Hannibal. It is sunny. It is beautiful. It is going to be fantastic weather. I got a long day ahead of me. I got to be honest with you. Long, long day. I'm here. And then I drive back up to Quincy to get into the Kick FM studio, our sister station for KickFest 2020, kicking off at noon. The five-hour concert from your couch. Join us for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover today, a lot of good stories. Uh, the Three of the big leagues all have stuff. Believe it or not, I will not be talking about the NFL today. Isn't that insane? If you're a fan of the show or on episode 39 of the show, if you're like, you're like, wait a minute, Mark's not going to talk about the NFL there's that much other news to talk about. There is. There really, really is. Uh, and we'll get started. As always, we get started with the show with the two biggest headlines, the things that we need to talk about that happened over the past week. I like to call them Hespin's Headlines. Let's get started with Hespin Headline number one. Hespin's Headlines on the mark. Dodgers ace pitcher David Price is doing a great thing that he shouldn't have to do. The clock is ticking on Major League Baseball. It's ticking. It's ticking. In order for uh, uh, Major League Baseball to have a season, the clock is ticking. And I am so pro-player this morning, it's not even funny. It's, it's, I mean, I'm going to laugh about it because it's insane what we're talking about. And, 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 it, and it, it makes no sense to me. So let me start by going back to David Price. David Price, the story came out. Uh, just uh, two days ago. This is from uh, Catherine Acavella, who writes for CBS. She says, Dodgers lefty David Price has reportedly pledged to pay all of the minor league players in the Dodgers system who are not currently on the Dodgers 40-man roster $1,000 in the month of June to keep them afloat. Now, you know, obviously David Price, very wealthy guy, massive contracts. So the minor league players are not paid during spring training. And instead, they receive a $400 weekly stipend. While some MLB clubs have committed to continue playing, paying the players in the minor leagues, kudos to them. That is the right and only decision to make. A lot of players are now no longer being paid as their agreements are ending 
and they don't even get that for, that four hundred dollars stipend. Either way, because of the situation brought on by the coronavirus pandemic, many minor leaguers are feeling financial pressures and stress. And David Price's commitment to his new teammates is sure to help alleviate some of that. So it's an amazing thing. Let's, I mean, obviously, kudos to David Price. He doesn't have to do that. That is an amazingly kind thing of David Price to do. That is fantastic. That is amazing. That is awesome. He shouldn't have to do it. David Price should not have to do that. For as much money as David Price is signed for, and it's a lot of money. The owners of the L.A. Dodgers, Magic Johnson and your billionaire friends, what are you doing? This is why I am so pro-player. I am getting to the point where I will support the players almost to the point of where I don't even care if a season happens or not at this point. This is a moment for them to take a stand. It is. It is absolutely their moment to take a stand against the owners as the uh, CBA is up for d- bargaining next year. What the owners, these these billionaire owners of the MLB are asking their players to do and are forcing guys like David Price to step up and and, 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 and write a big check to support his fellow teammates, guys in his system, fellow employees – is absolutely ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous. And I'll tell you what, Max Scherzer, another very well-paid ace for the Washington Nationals, he came out and said on his Twitter, uh, this is direct from Max Scherzer, after discussing the latest developments with the rest of the players, there is no reason to engage with the MLB any further in compensation reductions. We have previously negotiated a pay cut in the version of uh, prorated salaries, and there's no justification to accept a second pay cut based upon current information the union has received. He says, I'm glad to hear other players voicing the same viewpoint. They believe, uh, uh, he says, we believe the MLB's economic strategy would completely change if all documentation were to become public information. So what Scherzer's saying, which is what I think we all know and agree on, the owners are crying wolf and saying, oh, no, look at us. We're we, we, we not going to have any fans in the stands. We're not going to get any of the money. Don't let that fool you. The players are not the bad guys here. Yes, it is billionaires arguing with millionaires over millions of dollars. That is a bad look in an economic and, 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 and health crisis in this country. It's a bad look. It's not great for anyone. But the players are not to blame if there is no baseball in 2020. These billionaire owners make their billions through these TV contracts. And what will happen if the players start pay, uh, playing? Then the team, the game's going to be on TV and the billionaires are going to get their billions. I, th- this is, this is getting to the point where it's just sad. It's just sad and it's driving me crazy. And now, as I mentioned, the clock is legitimately ticking. It is legitimately ticking because the proposal that they did actually agree upon and they have agreement from both the players and the owners, all except for the pay cuts of the compensation, is a great proposal to start playing baseball games July 4th. You can get in 82 games, half the regular season. 
season would begin July 4th weekend. It would end at the end of September. You add a couple extra playoff teams, and your playoffs basically happen at the same time they normally would, which I think is stupid anyways because, I, as you know, I've said before, I think baseball should move up their calendar and have their playoffs in August and not compete against the NFL. That's neither here nor there. They have an opportunity to make this happen And if it doesn't happen, don't blame the players. Do not blame the players. I'm telling you. It's not good on either side. It's a bad look for the MLB. It would be devastating for the MLB to not play this year. But don't blame the players. Don't go on Twitter. Don't sit there at the water cooler. Don't go down to Broadway Bar here in Hannibal. Or Quincy Brewing up in Quincy. Or, or or sit there at Rebel Pig in Palmyra drinking beers with your buddies and don't sit there and say, oh, these players and the millionaires and they're not going to play. Forget them. That They are not the bad guys. They are not the bad guys. They're already, they already agreed to a pay cut for this season anyways. Now the MLB is asking the... Top end players, the reason you watch the games, right? You don't watch Cardinals games to see some fifth string guy out of the bullpen come and blow a save. You watch Friati. You watch for the big time players. I don't watch the Cubs to watch Ian Happ drop a fly ball in center field. I watch for Chris Bryan and Anthony Rizzo. They're asking those guys, the guys that get them the big TV contracts, to take 20% of what they agreed upon. Imagine if your boss asked you to go back to work and only take 20% of what you agreed upon. You would say, uh, no. I'm gonna, I don't know, hard pass on that. So if the MLB season doesn't happen and the clock is ticking, and I mentioned this, it is legitimately ticking. They have got to come to an agreement within the next 10 to 12 days to do this 82-game season that they talked about that would end September, start in July, and have playoffs at the normal time. Because they would need the three weeks in June to get ready for spring training. They would have to do this. They would. This has to happen soon. We are in June starting Monday. They need three weeks. Which means you need to get this done by like June 10th. The clock is ticking. The owners, you tried, you failed, sign a deal, pay your players, and get these games going. It's as simple as that, owners. I know none of the owners are listening to me right now, but it's as simple as that. And what I want you all, as you listen to me right now, whenever you get back to your favorite watering hole or you're at work and you're and you're trying to talk sports with your buddies, do not blame the players. Take the information I am bestowing upon you and blame the owners. It is their fault. All right, that's going to do it for Hespin headline number one. As you can tell... I'm very, very pro player this morning. <laughs> you, should, you should be too. You should be too. All right, let's move on because the other big league that hasn't picked up yet, 
and they're struggling to figure out how, where, what, who, and when, why, is getting closer. It's Hespin Headline number two. Hespin's Headlines on the mark. All right. The the NBA proposes a July 31st start at the happiest place on earth in Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Beautiful Orlando, Florida. And they got some stuff figured out. The NBA has – they have not nearly the the worry about money and labor disputes because their owners know that star players are the reason the league is the way the league is. They don't they don't fret on that. Also, the NBA obviously they haven't started a se- they, they, they are at the near the end of their season, so the money is pretty much already paid out. So it makes it easier. But the NBA has uh, has per, per, uh, a preliminary. They have a vote this week. Let's just say let's just say that. I don't know why I can't say preliminary vote this week to get. The NBA started at the end of July. Now, I hate that it's going to be at the end of July because it means they're going to go up against football season, which is bad for the NBA. It's bad for us, the viewers, because we want sports now. We want content now. We want NHL and NBA and baseball now. We don't want it when football's on because we're going to watch football anyways. <laughs> so it's a, but anyways, July 31st would be the start date in Orlando. What's interesting about this proposal, and I think it's the key thing for everyone out there listening, is that you're not going to see all 30 teams back. Uh, from what sources are telling ESPN, is that most likely, and what the owners and the three-fourths majority owners will vote and agree upon within the next week, by Thursday, when this vote takes place, is 22 teams in Orlando. Uh, with uh, regular season games, a couple regular season tune-up play-in games, and then the playoffs. But no matter how many ga- teams are invited and what they decide to do, there will be games before the playoffs. Uh, and that is really uh, a, a 100% agreement from the, the star players, the LeBron Jameses of the world, and the owners. Because these guys know... That basketball is the toughest thing to get into into playing shape for. The amount of cardio these guys do without popping an Achilles or popping a, a hamstring, tearing an ACL, it is the only way to get in basketball shape is by playing basketball. It, it, it's why you see you see where do injuries happen most time in an NBA season in the. Uh, uh, off-season training workouts as they're getting ready, as the, it was like OTAs and into uh, preseason, and then at the very end of the season when the guys are 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 not in shape yet because they've had a couple months off, and then at the very end of the season when their bodies are completely worn down from running miles every day up and down the court. So uh, we know what we know from the NBA agreement, uh, which were they're voting on on Thursday, is that we know most likely. It's going to only be 22 teams. And we know most likely there will be games around that July, late July that will be play-in games. Now, I also want to mention this comes from Kevin O'Connor. He's great. He writes for The Ringer. He is uh, a really, really great NBA reporter. Uh, he says if sources, if his sources, what he's telling me, resumes with this 22-team format, there will most likely be eight games uh, for teams each. And these, then there will be a sort of play-in tournament. So think of it this way. The 22 teams invited will get some sort of random draw for just games that don't count. 
as just warm-up games uh, that will be televised, and then they will actually play, all right, here's where it starts, let's get a play-in tournament going, and then they would those play-in games would be for battling for eighth seed. So you would take... Um, uh, the the guy who's the teams that's currently the eighth seed, and then invite a couple other teams from it. And this is going to be tricky because it's really easy in the West. It's not so easy in the East. Uh, remember, I want to draw you back. Think back. Time travel. Let's go back time to mid, early mid-March, before coronavirus starts sweeping across the United States, before Rudy Gobert tests positive for coronavirus. Think about that. Think about how different our world was then. It was cold. It's gorgeous out now. But anyways, it's, you know, all kidding aside, when you look at the NBA Eastern Conference standings, the eight teams were 99% decided. The only team, the only thing that was even, you could slightly debate for making a playoff run, Orlando was the eighth seed, and a very bad Washington Wizards team were five and a half games back. And the likelihood of Washington catching Orlando, I mean, what, three, four, five percent at the max in the rest of the games they had remaining? So they're going to have to figure that out in the East. What do they do? Do they keep East? Do they keep West? Do they go to just the 16 teams? And you kind of throw, and this is why it's interesting, and you say, well, maybe you should do 16 teams. Okay, you guarantee you're going to get those at least seven teams from the Eastern Conference. Because uh, 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 New Jersey, I mean, sorry, the uh, Brooklyn Nets had a lead on Orlando, a sizable lead. So Orlando could maybe not make the playoffs. Because in the West, it's very interesting. The West, you have the Suns, the Spurs, the Ki- New Orleans, uh, uh, Portland. They're all within six games of that e- of that last spot in the West, which is held by Memphis. And they are, it's tight. I mean, it is tight, and these are good teams. I mean, these are these are uh, better NBA teams than even the the Brooklyn Nets, the the Washington Wizards, and the Orlando Magic. These are all better teams, in my opinion. So you have the well, maybe not the Suns. I, I would argue that Orlando is better than the Suns. But anyways, that, that's that's minutia details here. We're getting into. So when you're talking about what are these twenty two teams, what does this look like? This is what. I don't know what it looks like, but this is what they're going to be arguing and debating as they go to vote on Thursday. So talk about wanting to be in the room where it happens. You know what I mean? Arguing, you got owners arguing over which teams should have a chance and why. <laughs> the Suns, Spurs, Kings, New Orleans, uh, Portland, all battling with Memphis there for that final seed. Now, I will tell you this. The NBA, this is a win for the NBA, these play-in games. Because you're talking about a round-robin type of tournament or whatever. Uh, we have all of the teams playing, and of these last remaining seeds, you know, some teams will obviously be guaranteed. Like the Lakers are getting in, the, the Clippers are getting in, the Bucks are getting in. We know that. Uh, and most of the teams are guaranteed to get in. But for these other teams to battle to have the best record of these remaining teams to get those eighth seeds, it's going to be fascinating. Think about the star power you're going to get on TV here in late July, early August, when there's not much going else on. We won't know if baseball is going to be in action. We don't know where the hockey playoffs will be at. We'll talk about that here in just a second. And the NFL will still be in OTAs. They won't be playing games yet. Uh, you'll have Zion battling John ja Morant. 
uh, for not only the rookie of the year, but you know, you got the, uh, you got the, for the playoff seating. You have the Spurs and their streak of playoffs on the line against Damian Lillard, uh, you know, uh, against, um, uh, Devin Booker in the Suns. I mean, these are some, these are some star power here. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. It's going to be interesting. And we should hopefully know by this time next week and on the mark in episode 40, what the NBA's return looks like. Like, we know what the NHL's return looks like. We just don't know the dates yet. Who knows? So uh, that's where we stand. That's my thoughts on the MLB and the NBA. And it's a lot of what-if talk because we just still don't know with these two leagues, but we're getting at least some clarity, at least in my opinion, uh, who you should support in the MLB, the players. And in the NBA, for me, Bulls fans – yeah, the Bulls, you're not going to see the Bulls play again this year. 99% shit, you're just not going to happen. It's going to be most likely 22 teams battling it in Orlando late Ju- late July. There's going to be some seeding stuff. They're going to figure all that out, hopefully, this week. All right. That is has been headline one and two at the beginning of On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Country. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin. Get involved in the conversation. Let me know your thoughts. Do you support the players? Do you support the owners? Am I, am, 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 you know, where do you fall on that? Hopefully everything I laid out for you, you're on, you're on team players with me and, uh, we all want baseball to happen, but if it doesn't, don't blame the players. All right. Let's move on. When we come back from commercial, we are going to dive in into the NHL, the other league. Uh, really it has to be headline number three. I mean, a big, big headline from the NHL. They have their plan. So if hockey returns, this is what it will look like. Now the NHL's just got to work through the minutia of the health and the where. We'll get into all that. Stick around. It's on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Country. You've got a lot. 1070 KHMO. All right. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, located at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, right across from the Village Inn. Go to CunisQuincy.com to schedule your appointment. Do yourself a favor if you're in the market for a new vehicle. Do check out Cunis Quincy. They are fantastic. My guys, Jason Buxman, those guys over there. Amazing job, and we want to thank them so much for sponsoring On the Mark. Cunis Country, faith, family, giving back. That is Cunis Country. All right. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin. Follow the show On the Mark on Cage, on the Mark KHMO on Facebook. It's an easy way to stay involved, get involved with the conversation. Uh, we, uh, we turn our uh, focus now away from baseball and the NBA. Two uh, of the leagues that don't yet have anything. It's all speculation. The NBA is obviously uh, closer, in my opinion, to the, NA- the MLB than the MLB is right now. But the NHL, kudos to them, they have their plan. So let's break down uh, what the NHL has agreed upon. So let's start by saying this. The NHL plan has no dates yet, to our knowledge. It has no, uh, it's, it's kind of floating there, but it is the plan. So if the NHL returns in 2020, we know it will be a 24-team playoff. That's just what they're going to do. They're going to go right into a 24-team playoff with round robin for the top seeds and a series between the lower seeds 
to then get you back to your traditional style, okay, 16-team playoff. So let's break this down a little bit. One of the things that they still need to agree upon is where this is going to happen. They are looking at hub cities. Chicago is one of them. Vegas is another. There's a couple of those. There's in Florida and everything. Um, so they're going to. This is going to happen in hub cities. So have an eastern hub city and a western hub city. Uh, they're looking for obviously where can they have safety. Where can they have massive amounts of hotels that they can kind of reserve and purchase out so no one's in and out, testing players, safety. Then obviously arenas where there's plenty of space, practice. Uh, I think Chicago would be a great choice for uh, one of the hubs. Anyways, um, and then they have to agree on uh, what are going to be the health and safety standards. But like the NBA, the NHL has this advantage over the MLB because their season is pretty much done, the payment is already there. So these guys will get their, you know, their regular pay- playoffs. I mean, they're, they're not arguing over, hey, we got to play a whole season. What, are, what is this going to look like as far as the pay goes? So that is not a concern, which is a fantastic thing because as we've just spent 20 minutes arguing in the first part of the show, arguing over money at a time like this is very embarrassing. It's, it's, uh, sad and it's uh, frustrating uh, so we don't have that really to worry about with the NHL so now that we know that the NHL the only things they got to kind of figure out where this is going to happen when it starts that's easy they'll figure that out with dates and hub cities soon they'll get the players back in shape get open training and and they're going to go we know the 24 teams and I would I would argue that This will be the greatest NHL playoffs maybe ever. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. And and you guys know this. If you listen to the show, I am not the biggest NHL guy. I, I love watching the NHL. I love watching the NHL playoffs. I don't personally, I'm not like a diehard NHL guy. I'm much more of an NFL, NBA MLB, uh, I love golf, NASCAR, and NHL's right there in it with it, uh, with, with that group. Uh, but I absolutely am fascinated by this whole idea of this tournament. So listen to this. So for all the Blues fans out here, I know we got a ton of Blues fans, uh, the defending champs, they have, they are in what is, is going to be called the round robin teams. So with the other top four seeds of the West when the season ended. So it's the Blues, the Avalanche, Dallas Stars, and Vegas. They're going to play, uh, probably, uh, four games at least minimum. So you're going to play, you know, each one of these teams once. Think of it like World Cup soccer group stage. Uh, and they'll play each other and, They'll get these games against the the best of the best in the East and the West. Uh, you know, in the East, it's Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, and Tampa. So these groups, they'll all play against each other and determine. Okay, then after we all play each other a couple games, and you play, you know, probably two against each team, you now say, all right, you're the one seed, you're the two seed, you're the three seed, you're the four seed. So St. Louis could end up being the fourth seed. No, they could end up being the one seed. I mean, one, two, three, or four. So they're going to determine that in this round-robin play. Those games are going to be must-watch games. They're going to be fascinating for all of the fans of those teams. It's going to be great. And then, depending on what seed you come up with the round-robin team, so if the Blues play the – let's just say the Blues end up the one seed, they're going to play the winner of Calgary versus the Jets – 
the four seed gets either the Oilers or the Blackhawks. My Blackhawks squeak in by the skin of their teeth. They're in the playoffs, baby, which I love as a Blackhawks fan because you're telling me, wait a minute, I get Kane and Taves uh, in the playoffs with a chance for Crawford to get hot? You never know. You just never know. I mean, that's why this is going to be so fascinating. They get the Oilers, uh, the, uh, the Wild, uh, and the, uh, the Sharks. They get the, uh, Predators and the, uh, and the, uh, Coyotes. So here you go. You have these teams that, uh, would have had a chance. They get a chance. They get to play each other in a five game series while the round robin teams play each other. So everyone kind of gets their warm up. The, the, so some of these teams, who like an Oilers team who maybe would have guaranteed made the playoffs and like, you know, had a real chance. They could get upset by a Blackhawks team that had a bad season and then they're not in then what would then be the traditional style playoffs. You also have a team like the Blues who would have been a one or a two seed. Maybe they stumbled in a before seed and now they have a tougher road in what will then start the traditional playoffs. So think of it this way. You have the round robin teams for the top four seeds. And then you get these play-in playoff series. So it's like you're in the playoffs, but it's kind of a play-in. And then you'll get a one versus an eight, a, uh, you know, a two versus a seven, a three versus a, a five, a, a three versus a six, a four versus a five, and then the normal playoffs start. And, uh, the NHL, I look at them and because they have theirs agreed upon and they don't have to worry about, um, figuring out who's going to who are the teams already in it because they're a step ahead of the NBA what if the NHL can start this mid June early July think about that you're you're talking to me the NH, the NHL could have a monopoly over the calendar for important massive playoff games the only, the only be they'd be competing against is golf and NASCAR. If the MLB doesn't get their stuff figured out, which, I mean, right now it doesn't look like it. What a win for the NHL. I mean, if I'm the NHL right now, I would quietly and very quickly get these hub cities agreed upon, figure out the dates, and let's go, let's go, let's go. If the hub cities have to be in, 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 you know, Florida and Arizona, just because they're the ones that are most open right now, or Texas even, do it. Just do it. Because what is important for the NHL right now is calendar space. It's eyeballs. It's getting though getting this content. If the NBA is not going to give us live content until late July, and baseball at the earliest, and they're on clocks ticking panic mode, is not going to give us content Till early July, NHL, get in there. Get us content. Get these games started by mid to late June. Because if you can get the players now in and working out and in shape and let's go, let's go, let's go in their hub cities, and you can start games June 20th, June 21st, 22nd, whatever it is, give them two, three weeks to get in shape. Skate, shape, skate, 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 skate. It's like basketball in that way. You got to skate, you got to skate, you got to skate, you got to run in basketball. It's a win. It's a massive win for the NHL. My eyeballs, your eyeballs, it's huge. And because they added the 24 teams, I mean, Chicago would not have been in it. The Rangers would not have been in it. Montreal, Minnesota, Columbus, these are big markets, big eyeballs. I mean, the NHL, this is a win. 
And it's a bigger win, especially if the if the MLB keeps arguing over money and they don't start till till late July or if they don't start at all. You know your biggest competitor in the NBA in the playoffs isn't starting until late July. You've already agreed upon something. So now, NHL, I look at you and I say, can you get it done quickly? And can you take a huge chunk of calendar where you're only then battling with NASCAR, which your fan bases are similar, but they're different enough. And you can spread out your dates enough. If you know NASCAR is living on, you know, Sundays now and Wednesdays or maybe just Sundays at this point. Avoid those days and you're going to own the calendar. Think about how much great playoff hockey we'll get to watch. Heck, I'd, I'd watch two random NHL teams. I, I'd watch Pittsburgh versus Calgary. What do I, you know, I, what do I care if it's, you know, if it's uh, Boston versus Washington, two teams I don't care about. If it's important playoff hockey and it's on my TV on a Wednesday and there's nothing else on, you bet I'm watching it. And I think a lot of sports fans, people, if you're listening to the show, would think the same way. So kudos to the NHL. I love it. I think it's great. They added big markets into it. I obviously am happy the Blackhawks got in. My team has a chance. I'm going to watch those games. Now my my challenge to the NHL would be, can you agree upon the safety? Can you agree upon the uh, on the Hub City's ASAP? Let's get this content going. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's a win for them if they can get ahead of the NBA. A massive win for them. Because as soon as the NBA starts, you're, we're going to be watching NBA. NBA is bigger. For the most part, it's going to be more talked about. But the NBA's got the problem of if they start, they're going to run into football. So NHL, get going. Don't run into the football, and you only have to compete against the NBA. And by then, your games against the NBA would be more important because they'd be you know, Stanley Cup Finals games. Uh, it's such a win. All right, we move on. When we come back, uh, we uh, got to talk about college athletes getting paid. It's a story we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's gone under radar a little bit. I got some new data out for you, and it's fascinating. We're brought to you by Cunis Country Faith Family Giving Back. Stick around. It's on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app, wherever you may be listening. It is gorgeous here in the Tri-States. Went out last night. Uh, hey, Illinois moving into Phase 3. That was fun. And uh, went, got to go out and sit and enjoy the patio, a good, good beer, good food. It was lovely. And uh, here in Missouri, continuing on the move in phase one, uh, it, it's exci- exciting uh, to feel the new normal, the new normal, as we keep saying. It's uh, it's not it – never go back to the way it was. We've all learned so much. We've been through so much, uh, so much loss of life. But uh, the new normal, and it's exciting to uh, be making it through and, and seeing the, the light for sure. Uh, we are brought to you by Cunis Country. Honda, Hyundai, over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. If you're in the market for a vehicle, you are doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't check out Cunis Country. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, across from the Village Inn. Find them online, CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you, Cunis Quincy, faith, family, giving back. That is Cunis Country. All right. Uh, one of the stories that kind of has gone under the radar, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on, on the mark, and it was a... Big deal because it was really the uh, the NCAA's response to 
teenagers, these high school seniors, skipping college and going to play for the G League. Remember this? And they were, uh, and now they're signing these G League contracts in the NBA where they're getting half a million dollars and they're going to be on primetime games and then they're going to be able to spend just a year playing professional ball in the G League, the NBA's developmental league sponsored by Gatorade. Hence, G League. And then uh, then they get a chance to get drafted and go to the NBA, and there he goes. You get to skip college altogether. So the NCAA says, all right, no, now it is legal. Student-athletes can make money on their likeness. And I went on this amazing rant. I was so right. Uh, it was such a good rant. And uh, if you missed it, it was basically saying they should have been doing this for years. It, you, How can you tell someone you can't just be, make money being yourself, especially in today's social media age? And that's where this new data comes back. That's why I'm bringing this back up. So social media has a larger impact on this than you would think. It's a massive impact. We would argue, you know, and I even made this argument a couple uh, a couple, you know, weeks ago when I first brought this up. Hey, if you're Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of Clemson, of course you're going to make bank because everyone knows who you are. And you are a Heisman Trophy candidate, and you are going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL next year. And so, of course, you can sign autographs, get paid, and uh, go to car dealerships and make money that way. But social media brings in a whole other dimension to this for especially female athletes as well. You, If you don't realize this, why people spend so much time on social media, if you're out there, you're listening, and you're in your 50s, 60s, 40s, and you're like, I don't get why, why, why are my kids on social media all the time? They're on this TikTok, they're on Snapchat, they're on Instagram, Facebook. You can make money on this. The more followers you have, you can sell advertisements. And this would be legal under the NCAA things. As just selling advertisements, hey, you follow me, I'm, uh, I'm Trevor Lawrence on Instagram. I'm Trevor Lawrence, and I'm supporting uh, Body Armor. They're selling me. I'm just a Body Armor guy. Hey, Body Armor, sell an ad. So this research came out, depending on how many social media followers you have, the more money you could charge for ads. Some like Sam Ellinger, who is the quarterback for Texas football. He's got 100-and-something thousand followers on Twitter and Instagram, 197. He could he could charge per post about $3,000. Sam Ellinger could make close to $900,000 next year. Think about that. He could make almost a million dollars selling ads now on his Instagram, his Twitter, TikTok pages, Snapchat. A million dollars. It's not just the quarterbacks. Lamar, uh, Jamar Chase, who's going to be a top five pick. He's the, he's the uh, LSU uh, defensive back. He's got about 200,000 Instagram, Twitter followers. He could make half a million dollars next year selling ads. And it's not just men. Morgan Hurd, the beautiful women's gymnastics uh, uh, athlete from University of Florida. She's got 150,000 Instagram followers. So she could charge $3,000 for an Instagram post or whatever it may be. And you start to see this, you start to realize, wait a minute, whoa, wait a minute. This is great. This is amazing for these student-athletes. Because, if you don't know this, I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit. I'm a 29-year-old guy. I'm not, I'm, I'm a millennial. But there are these young men and women on TikTok, on Instagram, who are in college right now with hundreds of thousands of followers. And they're just, you know, a science major. 
and they post whatever kind of photos they do to get those followers. I think you know where I'm going with this. They uh, racy, I guess, would be the appropriate term, or you could, I guess, you could say racy, or just uh, uh, they, they like to show off themselves because they're uh, attractive young people. Whatever it may be. They got 150,000 followers and they're just a science student. They're making this much money. Why shouldn't the student athlete as well? It's all fair game. It's all fair game now. And this is a game changer because you, you, you think about it. You don't have to just be on TV to, you, you can be a women's volleyball player and you got 40, 50, 60,000 followers on Instagram. You're going to make a couple hundred thousand bucks next year if you if you choose to sell ads and you can get ad space. Now, obviously, there'll be a saturation. Not everyone, not all these companies are just going to give away this much money and, and, and sell these ads. But it's not going to just be the NFL football top picks guys who are going to be making a bunch of money next year. And I love it. I'm so happy for these student athletes. I'm so glad the NCAA allowed this, make this money. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. So when if you're out there right now and you got 18 year old kid who's spending all day on Instagram, <laughs> there's a reason they're doing it. I mean, you can make legit, you can make a living posting ads on Instagram, being Instagram famous, TikTok famous, <laughs> and these student athletes are going to take advantage of it. It's it's fascinating. The numbers I saw that I just had to share it. Think about that. Quarterback in Texas has a chance to maybe make near a million dollars next year if he sells a ton of ads with how much followers he has. Uh, it's incredible. All right, coming on up, we got to wrap up the show. We're going to talk about uh, the highest paid p- uh, athletes got announced. It's just some craziness. And also a uh, preview of what's to look for this weekend. It's on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Hi, I'm Megan. 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app as we're wrapping up the show here. We are brought to you by Cunis Country and their complimentary powertrain, lifetime powertrain warranty, faith, family, giving back. That is Cunis Country. Check them out there at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. CunisQuincy.com. Tell them Mark sent you. So as we wrap up the show here, highest paid athletes, Forbes list the, uh, made the announcement uh, of the highest paid athletes from calendar year. So this is how much money these athletes made from June 1st, 2019 to June 1st, 2020. So in the literal calendar year, for the first time ever, a tennis player is on top. Roger Federer made $106.3 million. Uh, yeah, so good for Roger. Uh, no boxers on top really anywhere. There's no big fights or anything like that. Uh, usually you see like Floyd, Money Mayweather, somewhere like this near the top. Cristiano Ronaldo uh, came in second at $105 million. Lionel Messi, $104 million. Neymar, $95 million. So the soccer players, the three best in the world, they make bank. Uh, LeBron James, the highest paid American athlete, and uh, a lot of this money, his earnings comes not just from his, obviously, uh, NBA contract, which it does, but this is shoe deal money, too. Uh, and this is uh, for all of the uh, NBA players on this list in the top uh, top 10. LeBron James, 88 million. Steph Curry, 74. Kevin Durant, 63. And then the eighth place, Tiger Woods, made 62 million. Kirk Cousins. Is the highest paid NFL player, the ninth highest paid athlete in the world. And that's why I really wanted to share this list. Kirk Cousins, because he made guaranteed money. No, you're not allowed endorsement deals for Kirk Cousins. It's all football, $60.5 million. This is why you got to be careful when you're talking quarterbacks and how much money you spend and, and, and talk about hitting the market at the right time. Kirk Cousins was the ninth highest paid athlete in the world last year. <laughs> He's not even the ninth best quarterback in the NFL. 
Oh, Vikings fans. How do you feel about that? How do Vikings fans feel about that? Oh, that is brutal. Now, listen, I'm a Bears fan. I know Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. You can laugh at me all you want. I, we didn't spend $60 million in a calendar year on Kirk Cousins. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm sorry. That is, that is, that is insane. Uh, Carson Wentz is 10th at 59.1. I'd spend 59 on Carson Wentz. I would do that as a Bears fan, hands down. I will do it. Uh, so you go, I just said that was just too funny. Kirk Cousins, man, made the list right, right up there. Uh, and I, NASCAR is back tomorrow at Bristol, 2.30 on FS1. I'll tell you what, man, uh, NASCAR got rained out on Wednesday. I want to give them a shout-out. I'll keep giving them a shout-out. They figured it out, and I, and I hope the NHL gets quickly on their train with them. I mean, they are capturing eyeballs. They are capturing calendar space that no one else is uh, is grabbing right now, uh, and kudos to them. They're handling it well, the social distancing, the safety, the the temperature checks. Uh, fantastic to watch that race on uh, Thursday night, last Sunday. Uh, my guy, Brad Kosowski, good, good weekend at Charlotte. Uh, and, and so I cannot wait. Bristol, Sunday. Keep going, NASCAR. Love it. I'll be watching. That's going to do it for me. This is On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Follow us on Facebook. Search On the Mark uh, KHMO on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Tune in to 97.9 Kick FM. I will be on the air with my co-host, Sam. Starting at noon till 5 o'clock, the concert from your couch, KickFest 2020. Enjoy the rest of this gorgeous weekend. You've got a lot of dealers.